It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, October 20th. I'm Michael Guidry in for Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, we check in with the University of Mississippi Medical Center post-vaccine mandate and a conversation on black involuntary land loss. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. A COVID-19 vaccine ma- vaccine mandate is now in effect at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. To some extent, the decision to require vaccines at the state's largest hospital seems obvious, as Mississippi has been brutally battered by the coronavirus over the past several months. But in doing so, UMMC exposes itself to resignations and hiring struggles in the midst of a generational labor shortage. Dr. Alan Jones, who served as COVID czar at the medical center, says rollout of the mandate has thus far been relatively smooth. So our deadline actually uh, here at UMC um, was October 1st for the vaccine. And it's taken us you know, a little bit of time to work through all of the submissions with approximately 10,000 employees. But as of this morning, we have full compliance or in the process of, of completing the compliance of all but uh, 0.17% of our workforce. So um, we have had one person that's been terminated, one that's resigned, and another 15 who are presently uh, under suspension and have a time period where they can become compliant. Jones does acknowledge that more than just those few are likely dissatisfied with the new rules. I mean, we've had some people that have been unhappy with the the mandate. you know, I believe that they have either complied with it or they've chosen to go somewhere else and work. Some people that have left the organization because of the mandate we may not know about, they may not have told us. But 
you know, other, all the hospitals in this area have this, a similar mandate. And we expect this month in October that CMS will announce some condition of participation in order to get funding through CMS that you have to have your employees vaccinated. So in healthcare, it's generally going to become something that is going to be difficult to avoid. Even if the overwhelming majority of UMMC employees do continue to comply with vaccine mandates, the medical center still faces long-term hiring and retention challenges. Mississippi hospitals as a whole have struggled with understaffing for decades, and the pandemic hasn't helped. Dr. Jones says the center has recently made efforts to show appreciation to current employees. We have done several things for our staff. In the, la- in the last year, we've actually done uh, base rate increases for nurses. Um, we're planning on doing some other things uh, in terms of uh, salary increases. And then we have a staffing partner, Healthier Mississippi People, who is offering sign-on bonuses and retention bonuses and, and various other things that we, we think can be competitive. Now, we can't, for full-time staff, compete with travel nursing rates, but we're doing everything that we can to try to attract and retain the staff that we have. That's Dr. Alan Jones of the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Coming up, a Mississippi nonprofit works to combat black involuntary land loss. You're listening to Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michael Guidry. The recent return of a California seaside property known as Bruce's Beach to the African-American family that once owned it has brought increased attention to black involuntary land loss in America. It's an issue that puts into devastating relief the relationship between racism and generational wealth, and it has deep roots in Mississippi. That's according to Vangela Wade, who is the president and CEO of a nonprofit law firm called the Mississippi Center for Justice. She speaks with Karen Brown. The research has shown that uh, thousands, if not millions of acres of Black-owned land, uh, particularly in the South, more specifically in the Mississippi Delta, was lost as a result of the Great Migration, uh, when families left the South or left the Mississippi Delta due to uh, Uh, Jim Crow laws and violence and, of course, leaving that land and not uh, being able to take precautions such as, you know, uh, wheels or even, you know, certainly back in that day, people were not uh, involved in in estate planning as many of them are today. Uh, But with leaving and allowing either the land to fall into tax sale and or just taking of the land, even by adverse possession. And while those types of activities occurred, you know, in the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, we still see a significant loss of black land ownership due to heirs property issues. Were people actually evicted off their land? Well, you know, certainly in in decades ago or, you know, a number of years ago during this migration period and during the civil rights period, you would have had uh, some families being you know, literally run off of their lands and or evicted. Uh, so, you know, certainly if, you, if you're if you the owner of the land, you're not necessarily evicted unless there's a lack of payment 
you know, for a loan or mortgage. Currently, uh, the issue with heirs property is just due to people owning land uh, or, you know, whether it's farmland, forest land or ownership of a lot in a city block, that land falling into heirs property due to not passing that property down through a will or transferring ownership by deed, which means that the land, if a person uh, dies, that land then by Mississippi's intestate laws uh, or laws of succession end up basically transferring on the date of death to their heirs. Well, the problem is who are those heirs? Until those heirs are legally determined, then it is what people generally call heir property. How many people are trying to reclaim land that is rightfully theirs in this generation right now? Karen, we get calls every day uh, from people who are not only uh, still residing in Mississippi, but people who who moved away uh, uh, trying to remove these uh, airship clouds from property uh, and or they, you know, they realize that maybe a grandparent or a great, you know, some uh, older in their family lineage, an older person uh, may have paid the taxes where they, they didn't even know about it, but the someone else was, you know, the family member was paying the taxes. Now that family member may have transitioned. So now they're finding out that, oh, wow, we've got land in Mississippi and we get calls from California. We get calls from uh, Georgia, Texas, Connecticut, you know, all over the country with people having land issues, title issues related to heirs' property in Mississippi. We'll return to our conversation with Vangela Wade in a moment. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hi, I'm Jason Klein for Fix It 101. If you ever thought about changing the doorknob or fixing a leaky faucet, some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michael Guidry. We're talking with Vangela Wade of the Mississippi Center for Justice about black involuntary land loss. She tells Karen Brown her organization is working to help families throughout the country reclaim Mississippi property owned by their forebearers. We partnered with the Center for Heirs Property Preservation. We, it's called the Mobile Basin Heirs Property Support Initiative. And we're looking at providing legal services and education to uh, landowners who are experiencing heirs property issue in about 49 Mississippi counties that are on the eastern side of the state, starting down in uh, sort of on the coast and moving up as far up as Tishomingo County. This is predominantly African-American residents who have lost land that was aired to them. Well, th- those those we anticipate that there will be a significant number of African-American landowners either residing in those in those counties who are in need of legal uh, assistance and education about, uh, you know, ed- certainly education about heirs property and what their options are in dealing with this issue to to remove what we call clouds on the title I would love to know the number of of landowners in that area needing our help, but we launched the project last Thursday, so we're in the process of, of, of researching and notifying various groups 
advocates that we are indeed providing these services. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from individual and family landowners. If someone bought the property or started paying taxes on it for a period of years, isn't it going to be difficult to reclaim that land? Aren't they now the owners of that land? Well, not necessarily. Uh, and certainly with heirs, with heirs who, and, and many times you have multiple, just multiple heirs who own an undivided interest in, in property. Again, whether it's farmland, forest land, or, you know, land in the middle of the city, they, you have multiple owners. And if any one of those persons, those, those family members who are heirs to that property are paying the taxes, that entitles them to use the property, but it also entitles the persons who are, who are not paying the taxes, but who are indeed heirs, the same rights to use that property. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, that, that the person who's living on the property and who's paying the taxes uh, would automatically have full rights of ownership to that property. You're partnering with the Center for Heirs Property Preservation. How has their success been? Oh, well, tremendous success. And, and they're, they're located in Charleston, South, South Carolina. And I, I understand that over, they, they started their, prog- their Heirs Property Program some 18 years ago. And I believe that they have uh, helped uh, almost 300 families to clear title or to remove title issues uh, on property related to heirs' property issues. Angela, if someone has questions about this or they think they might be heirs to land that they don't have, what can they do? What's their next step? Oh, Karen, I would encourage them to contact MCJ at 601-352-2269. Or they can certainly visit our website to learn more about Ayers property, and that's www.mscenterforjustice.org. And one other fact that I would add is that, you know, certainly MCJ would love to help, you know, basically any landowner with with Ayers property issue, but we cannot based on, you know, one, our our capacity, and two, our focus is helping people who are low-income, who cannot go to a uh, an attorney or seek legal help, um, you know, because of the cost. So we we are focusing our efforts on people who are with who are whose income does not exceed three times the uh, federal po- poverty limit. Angela Wade is the president and CEO of the Mississippi Center for Justice. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Karen. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter. And fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.